everyone welcome back to lady geek society podcast i'm gisana and i'm jenna and today we're here to talk about episode two shock and delight which should have been titled where do babies come from let's be real it's definitely the funniest episode in my opinion yeah one of the i feel like there's but yeah you know what it has some of the funniest parts i feel like it just puts it on top (laughs) but then it's also very sad Let's let's get into Lady Danbury and Simon first, because I think that their relationship is so crucial throughout the series, and it's so crucial to Simon's arc, basically. Um, but she's basically his mother's closest friend, and his father is an absolute piece of shit. Yep. I was going to try to sugarcoat it by saying garbage, but no, he is just shit. No, like, I felt that coming, too. I felt like you were trying to say garbage, but honestly... I support the shit no. because that's what he, he is. He's the worst. Yeah, truly. So, ugh, like, at the end of the day, and it's just so sad because we've talked about this, but men like this existed that just cared about an heir. They did not care about a child. They did not care to love this child. They just cared about having an heir. And that's the case with the latest. He just wanted a boy, did not give a damn about his wife. Yep. And I don't blame Simon even a little bit for the hatred he harbors towards him. Yeah, I can't either because he's he's supposed to be his father and he mm. never once acted like it. And when he first meets him as what, a four year old? Yeah. Maybe three. Not entirely sure how old he is at the that part. But he just he berates him because he can't speak properly and he yeah. just he disowns him. I'm sorry, what? Exactly. It's disgusting. Like this child is trying after you broke him and you're yeah. just going to dismiss him like that. It's disgusting. I, ugh, gross. Anyway, but then we have Lady Danbury who comes in and she gives a little bit of her own backstory and how, you know, she came to be the Lady Danbury that we know that she put up this front. And so I... I love that because it's so true to people and oftentimes when somebody's bullied or somebody is perceived a certain way when they aren't and in order to protect themselves, they essentially wear this armor and that's what Lady Danbury did and that's how she became the icon that we know her to be. Yeah, I love getting that little look into her and then exactly like everything she said and explaining it to Simon and in a way just like keep encouraging him to be the person he wants to be. You know, like maybe, you know, everyone's going to have their own type of armor and, you know, Mm. maybe it's not always the healthiest, but at the same time, it's you dealing with life and Mm. trying to become that person you want to be. Yeah. And so when she's, but, and I also just love what she says, like when you step into the light. Yeah. Be worthy of it. And it's just a chilling, beautiful moment. Yeah, it really is. I know words. Um, And so we have. Basically, that starts us off with, you know, getting to know our Duke and where he's, yes. why he is the way that he is, why he carries himself a certain way, where his own armor comes from, where his stance comes from. And just yeah. all of that is 
perfection. And Absolutely. We have Lady Danbury and Violet sitting in the park, just blissfully looking to them. Just and I, still I'm fully like, enjoying this friendship. <laughs> how is it not the thing that we expected that we would need? I don't know, but I'm so happy we have this now. Yeah. Like, they've always been friendly, but, like, to see them like this. To yes. see them conspire this way and just be so proud. I love it so much. We love it. We also, again, I, I don't know if we mentioned this last season, but the Daphne, last season, last episode, Daphne wanting and being insistent on marrying in her first season. Whereas yes. in the books, it's her second or third. Yes. And so that's kind of a really interesting thing to put in with the, the, the pressure that women have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I wonder why. Well, I mean, I get it. Cause then if, you know, they're waiting another season, then are they not as desirable mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So it is interesting that they decided to make it her first season. Yeah. Day. And then also like thinking about that, what that means for the family. Like this is exactly. Anthony's first time being Viscount Bridgerton with his eldest sister's first um, season. And yeah. then Eloise watching her go through all of this. And just being so horrified. Yeah. So it's really interesting how all of this is touching on things that the books kind of, we weren't given the chance to see this because the books focus so much on Simon and Daphne, which I'm not mad about because it's yeah. romance. It's supposed to. But I do love all the nuances we're getting from the world, the family and society mm-hmm. from the show. It's just like mm-hmm. extra on top of that. Yeah. So back at the Featherington's house, the condition is catching. <laughs> These, <laughs> these poor girls, <laughs> no one is telling them the truth. What it, Portia's saying, it's catching, being with child, if you don't remember what we're talking about, but it is, it's clearly not. It's catching, it's contagious, guys. It's contagious, watch out. Or you can get it from eating cake. So many times by now, <laughs> wow. Can you imagine if it was like the cold and contagious? Mildly horrifying. That. That would, no words. No. But I just, again, and and this is the whole season, basically, is how little women actually know at this they're time. They're told, yeah. They, and when they are told, it's birds and the bees, and who even understands those metaphors? No. And it's like, they're just kept in the dark about everything. Mm-hmm. They're, it's insane. So that's why when da- uh, Penelope, you know, tells Eloise that, hey, like, I, I know of our maid, blah, blah. And it's so interesting that she says her maid. She doesn't say Marina. Like, I get it. She is still trying to protect her at this point. Um, but it's very interesting that she says that. And then Eloise just goes bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Full-blown <laughs> malfunction. Babe. She, you can see, like, the anxiety in them. Right. She just it is hilarious. <laughs> have to find out. How, how do we guarantee what we have? I just... Poor thing, just has a lot she wants to accomplish. Yeah. Um, which then is, it's ultimately my favorite scene throughout this episode when she goes home and she's just like, how does Lady come to be a child? <laughs> Literally one of the best scenes of the season. It's so good. And then Daphne too, she's like, what, what? She's like so interested and she just stops playing the piano and is staring at Eloise. <laughs> oh my God. And then the whole, have you been to a farm? 
Sure she has. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. And these are the exact family moments that I imagined and their yeah. dynamics are exactly how I imagined. I think, yeah, this is one of my favorite family moments because yeah. it's just so on point. Yeah. And hilarious. Just, her, she's so uncomfortable, but she's like, she wants to know. Yeah. So it's like, obviously those two would know. Mm-hmm. And those two don't want to answer it. Benedict doesn't even want her to look at him. <laughs> no. And this is the thing with Colin. This is exactly how I kind of pictured Colin to be. Yes. Just like pushing on things. Yes. When he shouldn't push on them. And so to have him just then be like, we're going to take our sticks out. <laughs> oh, Violet. Sometimes God. I just, this poor woman. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and the things she had to deal with. Oh, uh, Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of shenanigans. Yep. A lot of shenanigans. Someone just tell her where babies come from. Seriously, please just sit her down and Daphne. <laughs> and Penelope. And, and all, all of them. them. Just somebody hold a sex ed class. It's it's not hard. It could be done in secret. Yes. Yes. Somewhere. An underground sex ed class. Uh, yep. They need it. Poor things. They need it. Uh, and then we get into um well let's well we could continue on with Eloise, but then we have Eloise doing something that ladies her age probably should not oh, be doing. But yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. And I love this. I think this is mm-hmm. the most surprising and perfect thing that has come from this season is Eloise and Benedict bonding over cigarettes and the life choices they want to make that society would not approve of. So I like that they're the second son and the second daughter, and it gives them like a, this kind of a lack of responsibility, especially with Benedict, that they have this freedom to mm-hmm. explore more and to, uh, you know, just like try different things that Daphne and Anthony aren't given. Like Daphne yeah. was hounded by Violet her whole life to be like the perfect society miss, and Anthony's Viscount. So. Yeah, And then they have that freedom, which, and then seeing them bond over it is amazing. But freedom that's also, well, again, and it's very interesting. And I'm glad that they're giving Benedict the opportunity to see his privilege as a man. And so to see that, like, even though we'll get into that more next week, because that whole conversation happens next week. But I'm just, I'm glad that, you know, he is being hounded with his male privilege. And Eloise is just sitting there like, I want to go to school. Yeah. I want to enrich my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I say freedom, I don't mean actual freedom. Yeah. Just like a smidgen more than they have. <laughs> yeah. I hate it here. Like <laughs> if Eloise was in modern day, I feel like her Twitter bio, whatever would just be, I hate it here. Yes. <laughs> um, But it's actually, it's a really nice moment and it's, I love it. And it preludes to, um, you know, how they're going to end up living so close to each other later on in the future. Yes. I really love that. Uh, But yeah, so they want something more. What is something more? We'll find out next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now there's the whole situation with Nigel Burbrook. Oh, God. I hate him. I think everyone hates him. Even the actor, like, I see him joking about it online. (laughs) Um, and like, I wanted to say this last week, but I guess I forgot, but Anthony would not have arranged that if it wasn't for Violet's speech in the study, you know, like he would not have, what? 
We did address that. You said he literally, he heard her and then just leaped forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I still feel like if she didn't say it, he wouldn't have done it. Yeah. You know, and so, but he did. And this is the situation we're in now. And again, as we mentioned, this is his first time with yeah. one of his sisters out in society. Mm-hmm. So if this was with Eloise or if this was with a, like Daphne's third season, yeah, we would not have seen this version of Anthony, but it's her first. He doesn't know any better either. No. No. Although it is funny when he says uh, to Violet, he's like, the Duke is not going to marry. It's not yeah. immaturity or denial. Um, it's And then Violet's just like, sounds like it to me. But I'm like, yes, drag Anthony. He does deserve yeah. that there. Absolutely. He does. But to a degree, he's right. Because he, yes, that is what Simon told him. That is what he knows of Simon. And, and Anthony's someone... Wrong. No, he's someone who believes people because he believes himself. Like yeah. when he in, in that in the final episode when he says love love is the problem, like you he believes himself even though yeah. we're just like you're a clown. But he <laughs> he believes every word that is coming out of his mouth. And that, so he believes Simon when Simon says like I'm yeah. not getting married, screw this whole uh, meddling mothers I'm not into it Simon's like yep he's not gonna get married he's not the yeah. one yeah like he understands and but they won't listen no and, I, and- again, I get it it all makes sense but it's like you should listen to him there are times you should listen to him and this is one of them <laughs> although not with Nigel Burbrook that is where no. I'm just like my guy again oh, back no, no. to last week what is wrong with you mm-hmm you think that's what your diamond sister deserves? I have words. Uh, no. There's that I whole have so many questions. Chaotic entrance into the house. I'm just shoving people away to see what's going on. Dude, relax. Relax? relax? Anthony Bridgerton does not know what that means. Oh, right. Excuse me. So sorry. And But it's very interesting because throughout this episode, I kept just writing Anthony tense, Anthony tense, Anthony tense. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. we'll get into Anthony being tense in a little bit, but yeah. I, I appreciate Simon telling Daphne that you did nothing wrong. Yes. By punching Burbrook. Love that. I That's the one thing that I, as dumb as these men are, because to a degree, they also use a woman's innocence against them. Mm-hmm. But there are moments where, especially in this friendship, where Simon is like, you did nothing wrong. Like, he is team yes. Daphne right now. Absolutely. He is, like, he's not a total feminist. No. He isn't. But he is more leaning feminist than, I think, any other man on the show. Yeah. Which also, reggae is very Somebody cool. will whoop Anthony into shape, but that's fine. Yes. We'll get there. We'll get there. But, you know... I, I really appreciate him being like, you did nothing wrong. And just, again, calling Anthony out on, like, that frustration that she wasn't going to do it. So he did it because why the heck should she end up with Nigel Burbrook when she's yeah. going to have so many other suitors and so many other options? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, and then Anthony going to the fight. At, well, going oh, yeah. to Simon's practice. um. And something that stuck out to me, just, like, the the way he says family must come before all else. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel that. Like, you see yeah. how much him, like, again, he's not doing doing it, going about it the right way. But he, his anxiety about, like, just trying to protect his family is really ruling him. 
And we've talked about this. We've seen it in multiple interviews, but Jonathan Bailey is really playing on his anxiety. He's touching on the parts of Anthony that are not visible to the screen. So obviously, and he's doing that through his posture, through his, like, sometimes it's so uncomfortable looking at him because I'm just like, holy shit. Like he's struggling. Yeah. And in that scene, in that fight scene, when the way he says it, I'm just like, oh boy, like he's trying. Yeah, he is. And it's like, you know, it's interesting that they, like in the book, Simon tells Anthony about their Mm -hmm. ruse, but they don't in the show. Yeah. And I find that very interesting because Anthony is right, but I just realized, like it just occurred that he's, in a way, being misled by Simon. Yeah. And it's but like, he also he just genuinely thinks he's doing the best he can. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, and then, you know, we keep getting into it. But when Daphne says that scene where Daphne's like, oh, um, when she's dancing. Oh, what am I saying? When Daphne's dancing with Benedict because mm-hmm. Anthony's just like, nope, she's not go dancing dance. with. Do, <laughs> go, go dance with go your sister. Rank. Uh, that grumble though like I feel that yeah Yeah. but uh, you know when he says that and him and Simon have that talk you can tell how like there's a moment of why didn't she tell me yeah and then back at the park Mm -hmm. once she says like you wouldn't have believed me you only believed it because it came from another man he is genuinely so offended by the fact that his sister believes this yeah, you yeah. can. It's plain on his face how much yeah. it's actually tearing him up inside. But he get and and I. That's another moment of clarity for him. Mm-hmm. He's just like, shit. Like, yeah, this is what like, they really think of me. But he's not sitting there processing it, even though he gets it in that moment. He's not yeah. sitting there and really processing and like dealing with the emotions. Yeah, until- I feel like. Yeah, I feel like he's taking that and being like, okay, I need to, you know. But he again, he yeah. runs with it. He's like, all right, I can't, you know. Um, he also doesn't have time, granted, in this one because yes. Nigel Berber comes back after he was already beaten by Simon. Yeah. Imagine having that much balls. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If I was a man and I was beaten by another man that badly, I would just I, like, I'm going to go set my eyes somewhere I, else now. Yeah, I would not show my messed up face anywhere no man no and but again you know I don't want to we're gearing a little bit towards like toxic masculinity because men should be allowed to be vulnerable but it's just like my dude let this one go it's time this one you gotta let go Nigel is being incredibly toxic because he says to Simon when they're in that hallway like you know something about like wanting to make sure was it a horse he was comparing her to Something he was yeah, like, and then he, he compared and then he her to like, like you already touched her because if she's damaged, yeah. then I don't want her. Yeah, like yeah. damaged goods and all that. Like yeah. disgusting. Disgusting. No question. Yeah. And Simon, go ahead. You beat the shit out of him, Simon. You mm-hmm. go. And then also I love too, going back to like that scene between Anthony and Simon at the ball, how Simon just like couldn't take it. He had to tell Anthony about mm-hmm. Nigel. Because he's yeah. he already takes no shit when it comes to Daphne. Like you see it. But, and, like, they're, um, what do you, wait, do we want to go? I don't know if we should talk about the dance or not yet. Because then that's jumping into Daphne and Simon. We're staying this. 
Well, okay, we could get into the... You know, because I feel like we should stay on this topic. (laughs) So, you know, going back to Anthony leaping towards something immediately, in this situation also, he doesn't really have the chance to ponder what Daphne's saying. I feel like sitting at a park would have been the nice place for him to, like, relax for a bit and just be like, okay, let me think about what my sister has said, what my mother has said, what am I doing? But he can't do that because of... Nigel, so he immediately has to jump to a duel, yes. which is all these men knew about. And then Eloise's face, though, in the carriage. Oh my god! When she just looks to Anthony and then looks to Daphne, like petrified that her yeah. sister has to marry this man. Yeah, she's like straight up terrified by everything happening, and her faces watching the exchange. I love them. It's so great. All the awards for that face because it is yeah. the one thing that made that scene enjoyable. Because otherwise, I was just like stress, stress. Yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so he immediately has to jump to a duel because that's what he has to do to protect his family. And Daphne wanting to be, you know, the example that she was set up to always be immediately goes to, I have to marry him. Like, it, yeah. you're not going to do a duel. It's this is it. This is my life. Yeah. And then women yes. solve the problems as per usual because the men cannot. <laughs> yes. So but I really, I love that. Yeah. The queen do. is doing her thing. Yep. <laughs> Whatever she wants to do her thing with. <laughs> you do you. Yeah. But, you know, it sparks a conversation in Violet uh, and she gets the idea to invite Nigel's mother, which, God. Oh, my God. That was awful. I would never want to have tea with her. Ever. When she said that God didn't give her another son because she already had perfection, I... My skin was, like, crawling. I... I was just so uncomfortable. Yep. No. Yep. And then, you know, we get that incredible scene with Rose. Uh, I love Rose. I... I love Rose so much. She's just, I love her. Yeah, and I'm glad we're giving her character, and I'm glad we're giving her um, a friendship with Daphne later on. So anyway, you know, Rose interrogates, not interrogates, but like tries to find information through Mm -hmm. um, the lady's maid at the Burbrook house, and she does. This little shit has a son. Mm-hmm. Who he is not supporting. Nope. Peace out, asshole. Yep. I said what I said. And the yep. women talk. They get it to Lady Whistledown, which is just such a great scene. Like, I love the little bits of how word is traveling. And yes. how uh, Violet uses it with Madame Delacroix. It's just, it's such a fun scene to see, like, mm-hmm. how much women are capable of. And for once, I love the idea that, like, women gossiping is crucial to somebody's life. Yes. It really is a great way. And it's like, a, it's such like a good ownership of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. like. Because usually gossip know, is gross and you don't yeah. want to be part of it. But when it's done to improve someone else's life, you're like, yeah. yes, here for it. Women never stop talking. Like, yeah, push it, you know? Exactly. Like, if that's their one way to like get something horrible from happening, mm-hmm. then Go for it, you know, like you don't 
It's like the one way that they can keep something horrible from happening. Like you should not be forcing anyone to marry you. Mm -hmm. Like screw you. Let's spill your secrets so you get away because you should never take someone's agency away from them. So no. Exactly. And there's that great scene at White's where you see his name has been sullied and he is done. Yes. Peace out. Bye. One less shit to worry about. (laughs) And so, and then Anthony's not happy about this. And, but he is. I get get it, but also I'm just like, sit down. You weren't going to solve this problem. And I could have more problems with that scene, but the Easter egg in that scene is just Chef's kiss. So, yeah. See, I, yeah. And then I have a problem with that scene. Yeah. But, yeah. I know. I know. Because it's like, Tulip. I know. Give us Kate Sheffield. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like, I wouldn't say that he wasn't happy with how things went down. No, he just doesn't want it to go through whistle down. But I still want to like, just point out what he says to Violet. Like, I plan to resolve matters differently. Like, he's acknowledging he messed up Mm. and he wants to do better. Yeah. And like, that's why... Like, I get so frustrated with that scene because then Violet's basically saying, don't bother. But then we go, like, and then it's like, you know, they're not talking enough and all that stuff. But I will take the tulips. So, because all of the allusions to Kate Sheffield. Yes, please. Is everything. Um, So, yeah. And there is, what else? And that's it with Anthony, other than, like I said, he's just constantly so tense throughout this episode. Yeah. There are so many moments where if you look at his physicality, it's just distressing to watch. Absolutely. And it was very fun for me to do that character deep dive. I was a wreck through it, I'll just say. Um, It was a great discussion, too. So, good job. Thank you. Thank you. I... I was an English major. I can always talk too much. (laughs) Um, But I just, yeah. So, you know, they did that. That's done. Mm -hmm. And then we get back to Simon and Daphne. Yes. Simon and Daphne. Their dance at that first ball in the beginning of the episode. It was so sweet. It's such a cute dance. I love that dance. I love the score for it. Like, they're yeah. so happy. They're having yeah. such a fun time. And I just, oh, I love that scene so much. But then, what do you call it? After Benedict starts dancing with her and Simon's talking to Lady Danbury, he mm-hmm. stutters a little bit because she asked him. Yeah, she asked him. And this is, I think it's the only time we really see him stutter. Wait, otherwise... that... No, no, no. I think that's after. That's not, that's, that's after? the second dance. Oh, the second dance. Okay. The, so the one we'll where she's there. dancing with Benedict, he's outside with, well, oh, in the hall yes. with Anthony. You're right. Yeah. And then that was, okay, the second one. Yeah. But, like, him just even already. A little he, bit, like, yeah. So interested in her, but he's still, like, not letting himself. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, she asked him, like, what's troubling him? And he just, nothing. nothing. And I'm like... Oh, my God. Like, he's so affected by her. And that's after the call me by my name scene, which is so important to talk about because formality here matters. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't address somebody by their first name unless you are courting them or it's more informal. Like, 
you know, I mentioned this last week in the review, but Anthony calls Sienna Sienna, but she never calls him anything but my lord or, yes. uh, you know, she does not call him by his first name. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's something to point out. And we get Colin and Penelope who address each other by their first names. And we know where that's going. Yeah. They're, they already have this really close friendship. They're, they They are so special to each other. So, and in romance especially, it is always my jam when we get a scene that's like, call me by my name. So, God bless this moment. Yes. Because it's... And I love her little giggle when she says Simon and he's yes. like, is there something funny about my name? It's so sweet. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, it was a great scene. I love that it happened at a ball. Cannot mm-hmm. wait for Kate and Anthony's. Yes, same. But I love that. And I love that, you know, coming from hearing his name mm-hmm. and that whole exchange that this is real. I'm going to find you a husband. Yeah. To potentially stuttering yeah no to stuttering because he's potentially falling for this woman yeah it's just so juicy it is juicy it's very juicy also love that during that dance is in my blood that uh string rendition is love it i keep listening to it string renditions are amazing oh my god and also, th- this is just so random, but I noticed it and I thought it was so beautiful. Everyone at that ball is either wearing white, black, or some variation of, like, reddish maroon. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. And I want to go to a ball with that theme because it's <laughs> my favorite color. I was literally just thinking, I'm like, I want to go to some fancy party that's, yeah. like, so, like, oh, these are the colors. Like These are the only the colors th- you can wear. Yeah. I, like, I, someone I like had a shawl that. and, like... Yeah, someone uh, like Simon's obviously wearing his red. Um, yeah, that gorgeous red. Uh, I was gonna say blazer um, jacket. It's just it was really beautiful, and which is interesting that the song is in my blood, right? Yeah, and red passion, which was another thing brought by tulips. Oh yes, look at this tulips. They represent Regardless. passion. Red represents passion. Great ball theme. We loved it. Yes. All the balls are just so beautifully done. And I think they said they take like two to three days to shoot. And I can see why. Yeah. Like there's so much. It's just, it's draw dropping. The I'm like, themes are really beautiful. And the, the yeah. flowers at that particular ball Ooh, yes. were beautiful. So yeah. I, I love looking through these little things and just being like, look what they've done. And the mm-hmm. costumes. Oh, so I think my favorite costume of this this episode, what was it? I don't know. Probably uh, Daphne's dress then in that scene. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. But the costumes but are just so great the whole time. So. I know. I know. Um, and then, so this is actually the episode we find out about George, who oh. then book readers are the second, you know, we hear Crane, yeah. we're like, ah, that guy's dying. <laughs> Bye, George. <laughs> Sorry about that, bud. Yeah. Um, but it was love. It was. And when Eloise and Penelope are talking before him, Penelope goes, can I go play with Eloise? Oh, my God. Yes. I love that scene. I have that written down, too. She's like, what What does she say? Like, young women no, don't play don't or something. play, yeah. Penelope. We go promenade for suitors. But it's, it's like so when funny. she tells him love and Eloise looks horrified. 
Yes. Oh my god. She's like, I <laughs> does not compute. Does not want. No. no, thank you. Um. Oh my god. We, yeah. also, we didn't talk about that scene at the park with Simon and Daphne when he buttons her cough. <laughs> oh yes. And then he talks about the fact that if he were really courting her, all he would need is five minutes alone in the drawing room. Do tell us more, sir. Sir, you need to relax. <laughs> tell us more about the drawing room. So ridiculous. But also that flower scene, I really love that he did actually send the flowers because did you yeah. did you hear what Julia Quinn said about what that scene means to her? No. What did she say? She said that she drew that uh, little bit from her own experience that her now husband sent flowers to her and her mother, I believe on Valentine's Day. That's so sweet. That he couldn't be with her during that day or something like that. So she really wanted that scene to be included. And then Violet does mention that he sent flowers for both of us. So I yeah. just thought that was really precious. I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. Because yeah. at first I didn't catch that. And I was kind of like, oh, I really like that scene. I was like surprised. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, yeah, I caught that the second time around. I was like, okay, yeah, good. glad they still did that. So he sends her flowers and does not spend a few minutes in the drawing room. But it's okay, we got a garden. Um, <laughs> and then finally, the episode ends with him making that vow to his father that he's yes. never gonna marry and never gonna sire an heir. Mm-hmm. Never say never, first of all. Yeah. But that the Hastings line dies with him, and you could see it in that moment, and, and all that makes sense so mm-hmm. much that this it is really why does man is the way that he is because he screwed him up yeah yeah he 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 doesn't deserve it he doesn't deserve the hastings line to continue why could no, it be no. the duke of bassets <laughs> the, the <laughs> they could just get some bassets bass in, <laughs> in cliveden perfect just change the name yeah. yeah but yeah so it really sets up the angst for why these two won't get together. Yeah. yeah. Air quotes won't get together. <laughs> but yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention too, um, the scene with Eloise and Daphne at the end of the episode. Yes. That was, I love them. Mm-hmm. I love how different they are and yet how much they love each other. Yeah. And like how terrified Eloise is scared of childbirth because yeah. of Violet's struggles with Hyacinth. Mm-hmm. And just how Daphne reassures her. I forgot to write down the quote, but I was just she, like, it was so sweet. Uh, I have it written down. She says, um, at, at dawn, the world had hyacinth. Yeah. And we were all the more richer for it. Yeah. Which is then, such a beautiful thing to say because we know that hyacinth saved Violet. And yeah. every time I see those two together, my heart just grows three sizes. Yep. Yeah. They're so sweet. And But then I also love Eloise's line to Daphne, because then that really comes back to saying, it must be taxing mm-hmm. the game of pretend you feel you must endlessly maintain. Yeah. Like, that is a huge theme for the whole season. Yeah. So Especially I, with the older ones, Anthony and Daphne. Yeah. Because it's so much tr- of it is a facade. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I hope we get more um, next season? Because now that we're talking about it, like, it's true. Like, Daphne and Anthony, they do have a lot in common with that. Mm-hmm. And I hope we get to see some bonding with them next season. And maybe, yeah. like, maybe even Anthony talking to both Simon and Daphne about, like, things and just like helping hate. them. Oh, yeah. Things like, yes, a certain Sheffield. <laughs> Here? 
for it. Um, okay. But yeah, what would you rate this episode out of 10? Um, I think I th- this one actually gets a nine for me, I think. I, I think so, too. It gets a solid nine because of the, yeah. how well it's balanced with the drama and the humor. Yes. It's like there are so many parts that are hilarious. Yeah. And then the dances and um, just like everything. It just I feel like it just hits on so much. Mm-hmm. It's great. For sure. Alrighty, join the conversation over at Marvelous Geeks, and we will be back next week to talk about episode three. Yes.